1: peace to the gods I would like to welcome you to another episode of the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network this is the foundation and we are high frequency the foundation where incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt so as always we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation tonight's episode is
0: five steps
1: to build your family business credit last week was it last week i don't remember what was the next day nope nope wasn't last week it was a week before last week we did a show on five steps to start your family business. So, you know, when it comes to this show, we're, we're assuming that you the business is started, right? Because you listened to the previous show, we're going to get into building the family business credit. Now, of course, these principles can be applied to any business. I guess it doesn't have to be a family business if you're just starting a
0: business. You want to, you know, go into business and don't necessarily have any input or acceptance or assistance from your family. I suppose that these principles can still be, you know,
1: applied to, I guess, a business that isn't set up for the family, you know? I'm not trying to discriminate. Not everybody, I guess. As a family or, you know, conventional family, I'm not trying to get into the politics of the social constructs of the time right now, you know what I'm saying? But I do want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator and the ancestors. I want to say peace, big up, and salute to my big brother, Yusuf L, Uncle Yusuf, you know, the uncle of the conscious community. I said, you ain't got to say it, I said it. High Frequency Radio Network creator, dot The man is a, you know, he's a damn genius and a workaholic. I was going to let you know. Welcome to thefoundation.com I invite you to, you know, check it out, man. You know, hey, why not? Sign up for the email list. You can get access to those exclusive offers and exclusive content that is only Available to email subscribers, where? But that's up to you. You can do your dance, you know. That's an offer. You, you can choose to accept. You can choose to not accept. I have no control over that. But uh, welcome to the dot com. Check out the PDF section. You know, free free information, free uh, you know free dance, free dancing, all for you right there also check out the education excuse me wow how rude of me the education section make sure to grab that foundation trust primer if you're brand new to the foundation the types of structures that we use specifically this type of trust structure being that there's over 80 different types of trust confusion Abounds in the so-called quasi-public. I'm trying to get to the private realm. I'm saying, so you know, check out that foundation trust primer over 18 hand-picked documents by yours truly. If you know, hey, all this stuff is brand new to you. You are confused. It makes no sense. It will. Be fine. Don't no worry about it. Grab that foundation trust primer. Read everything. Read it a couple times if you want. I guarantee you, you dive into that head first. Read all that stuff. You will have a nice, nice, solid foundation. <laughs> no pun intended. To stand on with regards to you know trust the type of trust that we you know deal with you know private contractual constitutionally protected, irrevocable, non-grantor complex trust, I know it's a lot, it's a mouthful and it doesn't have to be referred to specifically in that manner with that specific grammar and language, but I mean, hey anyone who knows, knows that, yep, yep, that's it there it is, you can also check out the foundation trust series at welcome to the foundation.com in the education section you know part one part two part three i would say beginner intermediate little advanced we get into you know all the way from the validity of the trust entity black's law definitions court case from court case law from the supreme court itself you know what i'm saying all the way up to you know financial strategies that the elite use to not only grow their assets but to establish you know wealth through multiple generations you know that's that foundation trust series i suggest you check that out at the education tab at welcome to the foundation dot com and last but not certainly least we got the foundation Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2 Brother Chris L came through Did his dance You know Part 1 is how you obtain the passport Without Giving the social Part 2 is how you use the passport In everyday life You know, if you're looking to Do that dance You know, it was uh, heavily, heavily requested You know, information Make sure you check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com Hit that education tab, you know, and do do your dance. Do your dance. Also, you know, hey, you can find the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page. You can make a donation. You can book a consultation. You can do all that at welcometothefoundation.com. I would most appreciate if you just sign up for the email list. You know, you ain't got to buy nothing. Just sign up for the email list. Grab all the PDFs that you can fit on your hard drive player. And skedaddle, do your dance. Go midget! I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, all the live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners. However, you check out the show, you know I'm not discriminating. If I didn't include your medium of consumption, but uh, you know, I want to say peace to you for checking out the show, whether live. Or archived. I also want to say peace to all the trustees here, at the foundation and private trustee training. Starting this new this new session of the training, you know, new chef, new sessions are exciting. At least, at least I say so. I'm a nerd, super nerd, whatever. It's nerd city over here. I, also, I want to say peace to all those investing in their private education. I also want to say peace to anyone and to everyone we have done business with in the private. Anyone who's sent in well wishes, emails, comments, or current events, or otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you, you know. You feel me? I got a homie that says uh, every third sentence. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> I believe I was influenced. Please, don't blame me. Five steps to build your family business credit i'm excited you excited we're going to get into it but first you know the dance you know the dance perform it then i'm just playing current events let's jump into these dances these current event shindigs fox business ford gm profits fall as sales drop due to chip shortage we knew this was coming did we not the global computer chip shortage cut into third quarter profits at both Ford and Crosstown rival General Motors, with both companies having to temporarily close factories, pinching supplies on dealer lots. Ford, which reported results after today's closing bells, said it would resume paying a dividend. Ten cents per share starting in the fourth quarter it will cost the company about $400
0: million per quarter. Ford stock jumped 7.5% after market trading. The company said its revenue dropped 5% from a year ago
1: and fell short of Wall Street estimates. Excluding one-time items, the Dearborn, Michigan company made 51 cents per share, beating the 27 cents expected by analysts. Y'all see these analysts out here? They be analyzing, yo. Ford sales fell 27% from July. Through September, in the U.S., its most lucrative market, the company also lost 2.4 percentage points of United States market share, largely because, like GM, it couldn't produce enough vehicles to meet demand. Yowza. Moving forward, Del Monte. Produce raising prices in response to unprecedented market conditions and
0: inflationary pressures. The company calls the move necessary to combat inflation. Despite our efforts
1: to mitigate these increasing costs within our supply chain, they are simply too great to absorb. The unparalleled costs have been persistent and show no signs of regulating. The company's chairman and CEO, Mohammed Abu Ghazali, said in a press release, after thoughtful consideration, Very thoughtful consideration. It is necessary to implement inflation-justified price increases in an effort to maintain our continuous supply and service levels, end quote. The statement added, quote, we understand that these pressures are not unique to our business and therefore are working collaboratively to mitigate these pressures. Within our supply chain and with our business partner relationships, end quote. The move, the company says, comes in response to unprecedented market conditions and inflationary pressures being felt across all industries affecting fresh Del Monte, particular as it relates to production and supply chain, end quote. The global supply chain has been buffeted by a multitude of problems from factories having to close, a lack of container ship items backups at ports and warehouses and a shortage of truckers meanwhile prices are rising due to a surge in shipping costs at this time last year ocean freight rates from china to the us west coast were $3,847 per 40-foot container now the same container will cost $17,000 to ship according to freightos a Hong Kong-based online freight marketplace. The backlog has left dozens of ships anchored in the Pacific Ocean and store shelves across the country empty. And experts say every step in the supply chain is experiencing its own challenges. Ports have been front and center in the discussion of supply chain backlogs where dozens of ships are off the California coast waiting to unload their cargo at the port's of long beach and los angeles many products that come into u.s ports are transported across the country via railroad and aar's gray said the backlogs in other areas of the supply chain have negatively impacted his industry's ability to deliver products gray cited an unprecedented volume of products moving through the supply chain as well as worker shortages as creating a backlog and preventing products from reaching their destination, the worker shortage that has plagued nearly every industry in the United States has resulted in a shortage of 80,000 truck drivers, according to the American Trucking Association. This, along with worker shortages through the supply chain, has created the perfect storm. California Trucking Association CEO Sean Yaden told Fox businesses Maria Bartiromo not good is it and a New Jersey coffee company CEO says supply chain issues and labor shortages are impacting everything and it has led to higher prices for consumers quote we had to raise our prices approximately 90 cents at this point to our customer end quote this is David Mendez the CEO of WB Law Coffee Newark, New Jersey Mendez went on to say that the current economic climate is absolutely impacting everything that we're doing where we are having to buy coffee much further out just to make sure that it's here on time and being able to get to take coffee out to our customers everything has to be planned much further in advance, he continued. The climate in Brazil has been another contributing cause of increased costs for companies a sustained drought, followed by two July frosts, significantly impacted Brazil's coffee outputs, which sent wholesale prices for the popular Arabica, Arabica bean to more than two dollars per pound. Brief. The Brazil Frost follows supply chain issues, a shortage of shipping containers, labor constraints, and other production issues. CNBC supply chain chaos is already hitting global growth, and it's about to get worse. Thanks. Uh, the rapid spread. Remember, blah, lockdown lifted. This has led to chaos. I'm trying to skip some stuff because, man, you know, you know, people like to, you know, this has led to chaos. For manufacturers and distributors of goods who cannot produce or supply as much as they did pre-panorama for a variety of reasons including workers shortages and a lack of key components and raw material is different parts of the world have experienced supply chain issues that have been exacerbated for different reasons for instance power shortages in China have affected production in recent months while in the UK Brexit has been a big factor around a shortage of truck drivers the U.S. is also battling a shortage of truckers, as is Germany, with the former also experiencing large backlogs at its ports. Unfortunately, experts like Tim of Moody's Analytics say that supply chain problems will get worse before they get better. Quote, as the global economic recovery continues to gather steam, what is increasingly apparent is how it will be steamed by supply chain disruptions that are near or are now showing up at every corner border controls and mobility restrictions unavailability of a global uh, supply so, I'm sorry unavailability of a solid global supply chain and pent up demand from being stuck at the pad have combined for a perfect storm where Global production will be hampered because deliveries are not made in time, costs and prices will rise, and GDP growth worldwide will not be as robust as a result. Supply will likely play catch-up for some time, particularly as there are bottlenecks in every link of the supply chain, labor certainly, as mentioned above, but also containers, shipping, ports, trucks, railroads, air, and warehouses Claire. I'm seeing a, um, what do you call them? A trend? I don't know. Are you seeing a trend? what was this from? Blah, blah. Yahoo News? Nope. The New York Times higher food prices hit the poor. And those who... Help them with food prices surging. Many Americans have found their household budgets upended, forcing difficult choices at the supermarket and putting new demands on programs intended to help. Food banks and pantries are struggling with the increase in costs as well, substituting or pulling the most expensive products such as beef from offerings, what's More donations of food are down, even as the number of people seeking help remains elevated. Even well-off Americans have noticed that many items are commanding higher prices, but they can still manage. It's different for people with limited means. Quote, anytime someone is low income, that means they're spending a higher percentage on needs like food and housing. When prices go up, they have less slack in their budgets to offset and they are quick to fall into hardship. And quote, this is Diane Whitmore Schnazenbach, director of the Institute for Policy Research at Northwestern University. Before the run up in prices driven by supply chain knots and rising labor costs, Robin Mueller would buy ground beef for meatloaf and hamburgers to serve once or twice a week for her family in Indianapolis. Now she can afford she can't afford to cook it only once or twice a month quote you had to pick and choose before you didn't have to do that you could just go in and buy a week or two worth of food now I can barely buy a week's worth this is Mueller who's 52 and is disabled and lives with her daughter and her husband she has turned to food banks in Indianapolis for help but they too are feeling the pinch a case Of peanut butter that was thirteen to fourteen dollars before, now costs sixteen to nineteen dollars, according to Alexandra McMahon, director of food strategy for the Gleaners Food Bank of Indianapolis. Green beans that used to retail for nine dollars a case now sell for fourteen dollars a case. Quote, it has a big impact. End quote. This is Joseph Slater, chief operating officer of Gleaners who went on to say, quote, it's on our minds and it's on our minds, on the minds of our hungry neighbors as well end quote, in New York Ty Nicole Lewis and her daughter Lamise depend on food stamps but Lewis said that the aid runs out well before the end of the month now Lebanese is diabetic and Lewis serves as much protein and vegetables as possible, foodstuffs that have become especially pricey. Quote, food is expensive, and when the food stamps are gone, they're gone. I have to wait, end quote. Lewis said, who lives in the Lower East Side of Manhattan and earns $12,000 a year as a grocery store worker. She too depends on food pantries and has given up buying meat for the most part. Quote, I eat a lot from the pantry, whatever they get. I like fish, and I'll try to treat myself when I get the food stamps, end quote. My overall consumer prices in September were up 5.5% from a year ago. The cost of meat is up slightly more than that. Prices of staples like dairy products, fruits, grains, and oils are also rising. Prices of meat, poultry, fish, and eggs in USCs are up 15% since the start of 2020, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. The run-up in food costs the supermarket comes even as gasoline prices have risen and natural gas, natural gas excuse me and heating oil prices are predicted to be higher this winter putting further pressure on those with low incomes in addition the mammoth assistance programs rolled out by the federal government in response to the panorama have largely lapsed while some households built up savings from government payments surveys and studies have shown that those savings built up are now gone others have little room for extra expenses the forces behind higher food prices have been building for some time and aren't going away anytime soon said Michael Swanson chief agricultural economist at Wells Fargo went on to say quote people are shocked but this is a slow motion train wreck the scary thing is that food companies haven't passed along all of their costs yet higher transportation and warehousing expenses lead the list of causes along with rising labor costs and meat processing centers and other nodes in the food supply chain to be sure there are some winners as a result of the cow squeeze while meat prices are up shortly for consumers prices for cattle and other livestock haven't moved as much. The result is buoyant profits for beef processors. Swanson said, quote, this is not going to go backwards anytime soon. As soon as producers and retailers get these price increases, they are very, very sticky and quote behind the scenes, Logistics expenses have jumped even more sharply than prices for foodstuffs, along with the costs for unglamorous items that few gave much thought to years ago. A refrigerated truck shipment from California to New York that cost $2,500 before the panorama now goes for $10,000, according to Swanson. Big wooden pallets used to move meat or vegetables that sold for $79 are now priced $25 to $30 a piece. The recent trend reverses a decade of relatively low food price inflation, a period in which many Americans got used to buying ample supplies of beef, chicken, turkey, and fish. Now that is more of a challenge. Quote, we do a lot of pasta and beans, Mueller said. It's a lot cheaper. I miss making big meals, but it's too hard price-wise. For food banks, more expensive meat and produce has stretched budgets even as the number of people seeking help has increased. At the Oregon Food Bank, which distributes food to partners across Oregon and southwest Washington, 1.7 million people sought assistance in 2020 compared with 860,000 in 2019. Recently, demand has abated somewhat, but things are nowhere near um, normal conditions. While the number of people coming for help in Oregon will probably be closer to 1.3 million this year, that the need is still ridiculously high. Your dollar goes less far in the grocery store. The number of people. The Maui Food Bank in Wailuku, Hawaii served more than quadrupled in the early months of the Panorama Jumper from 13,000 people a month to 60,000. The Food Bank now helps more than 20,000 each month in institutions, serving mostly low-income communities such as faith-based organizations, youth centers, and senior housing sites. quote we already have the highest food prices in the country to have food prices continue to escalate creates a great deal of pressure for families who have to feed their children end quote this is richard yurst executive director at the maui food bank like mueller in indianapolis the oregon food bank has stopped buying ground beef quote there are certain items that are outside our reach because of the price sweet potatoes too are gone the cost of transporting them from the southeastern states is now prohibitive. to make matters worse, less food is being donated with prices so high, retailers are no longer as willing to give away meat we are really struggling to get meat donated at no cost it's gone to almost zero instead of cutting back, some people are working longer hours to maintain their dining habits Dominic Kapuska of Aurora, Colorado, is turning to overtime to make up for extra spending on food. He is paying $100 more on his trips to the grocery store every other week. So he now spends 65 hours a week at his job as a quality control technician at a mine instead of 55 hours earlier this year. Quote, I haven't seen anything this bad cost-wise since the financial crisis of 2008. It seems like no matter how much I fill the cart with, the cost goes up. And when I'm getting out of it is not what it used to be, end quote. And that's the hallmark of inflation. That's what happens. And I'm, we're not even talking about hyperinflation or anything like that. We're talking about just general inflation of the currency is, is going to produce these effects. Uh, it's crazy. com U.S. companies to keep prices high as supply chain headaches persist. And this is what I'm saying. You think when these companies are able to raise their prices due to whatever everyone understands and knows the supply chain issues that there's a bunch of uh, freight uh, ships freighter ships and vessels off of the coasts of everything that there was a, a blockage of the of the Suez Canal or whatever for months so we all understand the supply chain issues we get it right so these companies are using this time as a prominent time to raise the the prices of their products and their services, which I understand because, you know, it's going to be higher costs. But do you think for one second that when the supply chain issues get handled, sorted out, and are under control, that they're going to lower the prices? Think about that for a second. New York Reuters, the largest U.S. manufacturers, including General Motors, General Electric, 3M, and Boeing, face logistics, headaches, and higher costs due to global supply bottlenecks that are likely to persist into next year, but agreed to hit. Agreed the hit to profits can be mitigated by charging higher prices for their goods. That's how they're going to mitigate the hit to their pockets. They're going to hit your pockets. Companies across the globe sounded the alarm on supply issues months ago that have pushed prices higher on raw materials, from chemicals to steel. In Under earner, this report, this week's investors get a closer look at how companies are managing. It starts with a really strong price. We were able to do very well with full-size trucks and full-size SUVs, but we just can't build enough of those vehicles. GM is looking to bring efficiencies from the supply chain and... The chip shortage is likely to improve in the second half of 2022, but these companies will not likely be dropping their prices. Me need move forward, man. Sorry, mortgage rates rise to eight-month high, tanking, refinance demand, CNBC. The average uh, mortgage rates have been on a tear this month, rising yet again last week to the highest level in eight months. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association, that caused mixed demand for mortgages last week, resulting in no change from the week before, and as a result, refinance demand fell 2% week to week, seasonally adjusted, volume was 26% lower. From the same week a year ago, the refinance share of mortgage activity decreased to 62.2%, The increase in rates triggered the fifth straight decrease in refinance activity to the slowest weekly pace since January 2020. Higher rates continue to reduce borrowers' incentive to refinance. This is Joe Kahn, MBA's Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting. Yikes. CNBC industrial production falls 1.3% in September. is being blamed on the lingering effects of Hurricane Ida, but I don't know. CNBC. Mortgage originations will drop 33% in 2022 as interest rates rise according to industry forecast. The average rate on the popular 30-year fixed loan will also rise quote the economy and labor market rebounded in 2021 but overall growth fell short of expectations because of stubborn supply chain issues that fueled faster inflation, slowed consumer spending and presented challenges in the record number of job openings available with inflation elevated and the unemployment rate dropping fast the Federal Reserve will begin to taper its asset purchases by the end of the year and will raise short term rates by the end of 2020 in quote, Michael pratt Chief Economist at the NBA Many lenders will rely more heavily on their servicing businesses to achieve financial goals, CNBC, Twitter, and Square CEO Jack Dorsey says hyperinflation will happen soon in the United States and the world. Twitter co founder Jack Dorsey weighed in on escalating inflation in the United States, saying things are going to get considerably worse. Hyperinflation is going to change everything. It's happening, Dorsey tweeted Friday night. The tweet comes with consumer price inflation running near a 30-year high in the United States and growing concern that the problem could be worse than policymakers have anticipated. On Friday, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell acknowledges that inflation pressures, quote, are likely to last longer than previously expected, end quote. <laughs> They're not transitory. Man, I told y'all they were And I mean, this isn't a situation where I really like being right it's a situation where I think it's funny that he was saying that, that they were transitory in the first place, noting that they could run well into the next year. The central bank leader added that he expects the fed soon to begin pulling back on the extra measures. It has provided to help the economy that critics say have stoked the inflation run. It's uh, it's happening. Forbes.com billionaire tax dead on arrival after Manchin Blast's proposal mere hours after it's release, They say they're going to tax we're going to tax the risk, we're going to tax the risk, we're going to tax the risk, we're not taxing them. We're, <laughs> we're going to tax the risk, we're going to tax the risk, we're going to tax the risk, we're not taxing them. Democrats have already mixed a contentious plan to tax the wealthy of roughly 700 billionaires. Representative Richard Neal confirmed Today, after moderate Senator Joe Manchin voiced concerns earlier in the day over the proposed provision in President Joe Biden's spending package, at a press conference today, Neil, chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, said the proposal was, quote, out of the Biden plan, end quote, after Manchin, whose support is crucial for Democrats to pass legislation in the evenly split Senate, told reporters he didn't like the billionaire tax. Manchin suggested Democrats would ultimately agree on raising taxes more broadly, saying, quote, I believe we will end up where everyone's going to pay, end quote. The senator's comments come less than six hours after Senator Ron Wyden, chair of the Senate Finance Committee, released legislative texts for the proposed billionaire income tax, which would have required billionaires and Americans making more than $100 million annually to pay a long-term capital gains tax. On unrealized profits at today's press conference, White House Sec- press secretary Jen Psaki didn't comment on Mansions' billion-dollar tax opposition and instead sought to temper concerns the legislation could be struck down in court by saying it was legal. For months, Democrats have been working to bridge disagreements within the party about just how large their spending package, which is set to target long neglected priorities such as health care child care and education should be as well as how they should pay for it though the bill originally carried a price tag of 3.5 trillion dollars over 10 years mansion one of the key holdouts has long insisted he prefers a 1.5 trillion package on tuesday however mansion suggested he may be willing to go higher higher excuse me in addition to the bigger attacks democrats have proposed a new minimum corporate tax of at least 15% for companies making at least $1 billion annually and have floated broadening the requirements for
0: taxes on investment income. Quote, people in the stratosphere, rather than trying to penalize them, we ought to be pleased. This country is able to produce wealth.
1: Mansion said today, but with that there's a patriotic duty that you should be paying something to this great country to give You protection and the support and the opportunities everybody should pay their fair share well I guess they won't be taxing the rich forbes Dot-com here are the retailers that will actually have inventory this holiday. I'm gonna go through this quick Ulta Beauty is well in uh, Was well stocked excuse me best buy has 50% more inventory than last Holiday season. What else we got here? Uh, that's, I guess, that's it. Ulta and Best Buy. That's where you're going. You know, enjoy yourself. Precious metals, gold gains footing as U.S. bond yields and the daughter, dollar slips. Gold prices edged higher in seesaw trading today, buoyed by a fall in U.S. bond yields and a softer do- dollar. Although, why well, do I keep want to say daughter? you got a soft daughter son although strong risk appetite in equity markets kept bullion's gains in check quote we are in a consideration period for gold i'm sorry consolidation period for gold wow am i going blind son but i think that eventually the policy tightening and inflation concerns should be positive for the metro end quote this is edward moya senior market analyst at brokerage oanda oanda earnings have been fairly impressive and that's surprising a lot of people US tech stocks are a favorite place to go for many investors which is dampening the demand for safe haven gold right now end quote appetite for riskier assets remains strong after strong quarterly reports from Google owner alphabet incorporated and Microsoft corporation lifted the Nasdaq neither nevertheless here we go. And then we'll jump into the, you know what I'm saying? Anonymity. No more age checks to come to the web. And they're pushing these age checks. I don't know if you've heard about this, but, you know, in order to do certain things, in order to do a lot of things, they're going to start now checking and verifying your age online. It's, it's being touted as a protection mechanism. For children, which uh, you know it very well may be, but it's also a very invasive policy that's coming, and I suggest you guys avoid it as much as you possibly can. Um, and if you can avoid it altogether, Richard Arrington clicked to stream a science fiction film from his home last month when YouTube carded him. The site said, "Mister." Arrington, who was over 50, needed to prove he was old enough to watch Space is the Place, a 1974 movie starring the jazz musician Sun Ra. He had three options enter his credit card information, upload a photo identification, like a passport or license, or skip the video. Quote, I decided it wasn't worth the stress, end quote, he said. In response, To mounting pressure from activists, parents, and regulators who believe tech companies haven't done enough to protect children online, businesses, and governments around the globe are placing major parts of the internet behind stricter digital age checks. People in Japan must provide a document proving their age to use the dating app Tinder. The popular game Roblox requires players to upload a form of government identification and a selfie to prove the ID belongs to them if they want access voice chat feature. Laws in Germany and France require pornography websites to check visitors' ages. Of course, the changes which have picked up speed over the last two years could end one of the internet's central traits, the ability to remain anonymous. Since the days of dial-up modems and AOL chat rooms, people could traverse huge swaths of the web without divulging any personal details. Many people created an online persona entirely separate from their Offline. One, but the experience of consumer content and communicating online is increasingly less like an anonymous public square and more like going to the bank with measures to prove that you are who you say you are. This month, lawmakers in Washington, which has lagged other world capitals in regulating tech companies, called for new rules to protect young people after a former Facebook employee said the company's newest products harmed from teenagers. They repeated those calls on Tuesday in a hearing with executives from YouTube, TikTok, and the parent company of Snapchat. Critics of the AIDS check say that in the name of keeping people safe, they could endanger user privacy, dampen free expression, and hurt communities that benefit from anonymity online. Authoritarian governments have used protecting children as an argument for limiting online speech. China barred websites this summer from ranking celebrities by popularity as part of a larger crackdown on what it says are the pernicious effects of celebrity culture on young people quote are we going to start seeing more age verification of course because there is more pressure there's more awareness now and on how the these technologies are harming children this is Hani Farid a professor of engineering and computer science at the University of California Berkeley, who has called for more child safety measures. But Fareed said, regulators and companies need to proceed with caution. Quote, we don't want the solution to be more harmful than the problem. End quote. He said many websites have long required visitors to submit their birth date to see content meant only for adults, but visitors could usually do so without showing any evidence of their age. That is no longer enough. For some regulators new child protection guidelines in Britain say some websites need to take additional safe steps to verify their users ages when the services collect sensitive data man I don't know I'm gonna stop there tell me what you think Uh, but privacy is on the way out ABC news airlines turn to facial recognition technology ahead of holiday rush saying your face could soon replace your boarding pass The travel industry is gearing up for what could be its busiest season since the panorama began, and at least one U.S. airline is aiming to make things quicker and easier. It's quicker, it's easier, my goodness. Let's go, Brandon. One face at a time. Delta Airlines, which happens to be my favorite airline, is just days away from launching a first-of-its-kind pilot program that will implement facial recognition technology at two of America's largest airports. Atlanta and Detroit. The Atlanta based company partnered with the Transportation Security Administration or TSA to create a completely touchless experience from bag drop to security boarding. To participate in the voluntary pilot program, passengers must have TSA pre check and be a member of Delta's loyalty program when participating passengers passengers arrive at the airport's bag drop TSA checkpoint or boarding gates they will just need to lower their face masks to utilize a new technology their face will be recognized within seconds and there will be no need to pull out a boarding pass or record locator delta has previously used similar facial recognition technology for passengers to board some international flights and it's not just delta american airlines started testing its own biometric screening for boarding in march and that system is still being tested in Dallas. i'm just playing in dallas Quote, a lot of people may be wondering, wait a minute, what's going to happen to my photo? Benitez asks, is Delta going to keep my information? It's a very valid concern. First, we are not storing any photographic imagery at all. All we do is take your photo. And because you've uploaded your passport number as part of your Delta profile, we take that passport number and that picture. We just check it against the customs database from your passport photo. With Delta expecting more than five and a half million travelers over the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, the pilot program will come at the perfect time. Oh, it's the perfect time for me to get your face. I'm just playing, y'all. But uh, <laughs> let's go. That's it for current events. It's getting crazy out there, y'all. I hope you're buckled. I hope you're buckled. But uh, yeah, welcome to the foundation. Welcome to the foundation.com. so what we got five steps to build your family business credit now, now um, I may go through this kind of fast you know I do my dance fast, my fast dance but I, I will take callers how about that if you got a question you know you can call in 563-999-3625 just press one on your keypad and I'll answer some questions you know i'm i know I know a little something something about credit I know a little something something about business credit I just don't advertise it, you know what I'm saying like I'm not i'm not out here, out here saying that i'm I'm the man so yeah with that being said, you know credit in at least in in this country is is absolutely absolutely necessary to you know to be be successful and i would say almost almost in most cases absolutely necessary to build wealth now if you have wealth or you come from a family that is wealthy you you, you i i would say that that would wouldn't necessarily be true but if if you don't come from a family that has wealth assets so on and so forth you know credit is going to be essential or at the very least very very beneficial in in building you know that wealth that family wealth that you know i trust that most of us most all of us are looking to looking to achieve you know to establish let me, let me find what i'm looking for real quick i'm looking for So, this is assuming automatically and obviously that there's already a business created, and that would mean um, registration at at the Secretary of State level for an LLC or corporation, (coughs) excuse me, that there has been... Obtained an EIN for the business a federal EIN and for identification number for the business And I'm just gonna say you know that the business Checking account Has been established All right, that's we're gonna say that this is this is just the floor Now paydex score a lot of people talk about the paydex score you know I got to get a paydex score blah a blah, blah. I want to tell y'all real quick right now off top a paydex score is only payment timing the paydex score is not like a FICO score the paydex is a 1 to 100 weighted numerical score of payment performance the score is calculated by using up to 875 of the last payment experiences reported by vendors An 80 is considered an ideal Paydex score. However, 80 is just saying that things are paid on time. If you want to get a score above 80, you have to pay early. I'm going to tell y'all this again. And if you're talking about Paydex, we're talking about Dun & Street, man. So, number one. Create or obtain a Dun & Bradstreet number. Now, these are free. The company will tell you that you got to pay for them. But, nah, son. Now... As far as how do you get it, you can go to the website, obtain, I think it's dnb.com. They've changed it a lot. It's been a while since I, you know, got one. I was going to be honest with y'all. They changed it a lot. Last month with the website, I don't even know what I was looking at, man. But there's a way to obtain a DMV number, a Dun & Bradstreet number, without... having to pay a fee all right Dun and Bradstreet Street controls the majority of business credit reporting in the United States and you have Experian business and you got an Equifax business and TransUnion business to a lesser extent. All right. So you got it. You got to get, you, you get it. You got to get it. You got to get it. I'm going to tell you another thing. If you sign up for a dunning and Street account, do not check the company's dunning Bradstreet Street credit, credit score more than once every two weeks. Or you will be penalized. Now I'm gonna tell you this. I want y'all to look into Sage Stream, S-A-G-E, Space S-T-R-E-A-M. I want you to look into Lexus Nexus, L-E-X-I-S, N-E-X-I-S. I want you to look into Micro Built Corporation, M-I-C-R-O, B-I-L-T, Corporation. And I want you to. Look into innovus I N N O V I S, and do your due diligence, man. That's all I'm gonna say on that, man. That's it. You hear me? So <clears throat> you got your DM- DMB Dunn-Brass Street number, right?
0: That's number one. You need to get. It, you need to get that. Now how do I say this. Dun and Brad Street keeps track of vendor credit. All right. And they keep they keep track and they keep tabs on what is known
1: as net credit. Net credit is credit that is extended to a business or an individual, and it must be paid back within a net period of time, so like within 15 days, net 15, you got net 30, net 45, net 55, net 90, and what it means is you purchase it, the business purchases an item, and the full amount of the purchase price or charge must be repaid within that net amount of time. So if it's 15 days, it must be paid in 15 days That's net credit. Then you got a revolving credit. Revolving credit is like credit cards and what you're used to and stuff where you you know, get a card to give you, they give your business a, a
0: credit limit. Let's say $5,000 on a credit business credit card. You charge $1,000
1: on it and you pay the minimum payment every month, $10, $20, $50, whatever it is.
0: That's called revolving credit. The balance or the amount owed revolves onto the next billing cycle every month if it isn't
1: paid in full. That's not available in net credit. So Dun & Street mostly keeps track of <clears throat> net credit. And why do you want to go to D- Dun & Bradstreet? D N B dot com. DanielNathanBerry.com, and do not pay for it.
0: You can if you want, but you don't have to. Now you places like <clears throat> what I'm going to tell you: Pitney Bowes, P-I-T-N-E-Y B-O-W-E-S. Companies like Quill, Q-U-I-L-L. Companies like MSC
1: Industrial Supply. Companies like Uline. Companies like Granger. These are net accounts or net business accounts that are offered to businesses by these companies. They're not revolving accounts. They're net accounts. And these accounts are going to be reported to Dun & Bradstreet. Now, you can set up an account with Uline or Granger, a business account,
0: MSC Industrial Supply, these companies, without getting the Dunn's number, the Dun & Street number, or Dunn's number. And what will happen is these companies will report the payment history to Dun & Street, and Dun & Street will
1: create a profile on your business and assign a Dun's number the reason why you don't want to let this happen because the companies and Dun & Bradstreet themselves can report incorrect information and correcting incorrect information on company
0: credit reports is difficult because there is no fair credit reporting act for businesses that's only for consumers. So, get your DUNS number first. That's what you're going to want to do. <clears throat> so, you got to you got the articles of organization. You have
1: the employer identification number, you have the business checking account, you have the company does number. Next thing you want to do in my opinion the first thing that you want to do is set up accounts. This is you know step two set up accounts with Pitney Bowes, P-I-T-N-E-Y-B-O-W-S. Now, you don't have to. This is an option. Um, But, you know, Pitney Bowes, it's like a postage meter. It's like $25 a month. It's pretty low cost. If you don't use postage, though, maybe you don't want to do that. so you got Pitney Bowls, you got Quill every business uses office supplies every business has accounts payable MSC Industrial Supply you know, janitorial Uline, every business you know, that's an office supply Verapack, Granger, these companies report the transaction report the transactions to Dunn & Street. So that would be number two, set up accounts
0: with at least three, I would say,
1: of these businesses reporting on a Dun & Bradstreet profile. Three, five steps to build the family business credit. Step number three, you want to establish a business cell phone account. A lot of people miss this. But in this day and age, in 2021, there are very there are no businesses, or I would say at least very very few businesses that don't have cell phone service or a a mobile phone account, a business mobile phone account. Typically, it's the higher ups, you know, the executives that get the business lines. So when a potential lender is running the credit or doing its underwriting to determine whether or not it's going to extend credit to a business and it doesn't see a corporate mobile phone account on the business report, I'm not going to say it's a red flag, but I'm going to say it looks a little interesting. Same thing if there's no office supplies. Same thing if there's no internet, but, you know, we'll get into that later. And you can get around the internet a lot of times because a lot of businesses will contract with a mobile phone service provider and then get, like, a hotspot device or something. You can obtain the internet a lot of times from from the mobile provider. But, you know, step three, you're going to want to get a... <clears throat> A business account. Now, you may go into, and I'm gonna tell you this: you want to go into, or even call, the mobile service provider, at t T-Mobile. Right? You want to go into the store, or you want to call them? You want to give them the EIN, the name of the business, the address of the business, and tell them you want to set up a business account. And do not personal guarantee it. Don't give them your social. If you have to, tell them, hey, I don't don't own the business. Why would I guarantee anything for it? I was just told to open the account. Run it without personal guarantee. Now, they may say, well, there's a deposit. The business is approved for three lines or two lines with a deposit of $300 on each line. Do it because they'll give the money back after a year. And it builds business credit. Now the business is paying for your cell phone and it's not a personal expense. Now it's a write-off. But that'd be number three. Number four. Obtain a secured business credit card you would already have a business banking relationship with a business you know checking account
0: so go to that bank
1: talk to them about business secured credit cards now whatever you whatever the security is that's the credit limit if you're going to secure the business card with five hundred dollars the the credit limit for the secured car is going to be five hundred dollars you can five five hundred dollars you give them a thousand dollars you may be able to give them two hundred dollars gives five thousand ten thousand I would recommend that you secure this business credit card with as much cash as you possibly can. Because the the higher the security, the higher the secure card amount, the better it looks. Now, the business first credit card, whether it's, even if it is a secured card, it's a high limit card. It's. You know, $2,000 is $1,000 or something like that. Now, if you can't do that, you don't have to. You can build up. But if you can, if you have the means, do it. But if you can't, you know, 200 500 something like that, it's what you want
0: to do. Now, step five is kind of, you know...
1: A bonus, but before we do that, I'm gonna just let you know we got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. You know, if you're checking this out online, you're gonna want to call in 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will get disconnected. I mean, I'm down to take a call or two. So, you know, 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you know, hey, I can't, I can't help. You, you gotta check out the archive episode. Uh, 30 seconds left so if you want to you know maybe this can be number one or can be you know number zero I guess but this isn't a requirement it it definitely is a requirement so I I didn't want to put it at the top of the list but I did want to you know bring a little different perspective and you know I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all um some more businesses where you can establish uh, trade lines that report to the you know to the business in a second here. But if you know if you really if you're really serious, maybe not, not really serious, let me rephrase that. If you have the means and you're, and you're just absolutely not joking, you want to you set up the business for 100% success, you don't want to play around, you don't want to take any shortcuts, you, this is something serious you're taking. You know, a lot of people miss this, but I would highly recommend at the inception of the business before you even register the business with the secretary of state. I would say number one make sure that the name of the business is available at the Secretary of State. You do a search or something like that. There's even a, a business name reservation. You can reserve a business name. So you don't create the business or start the business. You just pay a little fee to reserve the name so no one else can use the name either until your reservation expires or until you claim that reservation and create that business. If, it, if it's an obscure name like AQB19 PRL24LLC? Okay, man. I, I doubt anybody has that business name. Fine. But I would, you know, make sure the business name is available. If possible or if required, reserve it. Make sure it's not taken. And obtain a commercial address first. the business or you can find a place where you know that this is going to be the address of the business maybe you've spoken with the landlord or or the leasing agent or something but registering the day one when you create the business with the secretary of state registering the business with the secretary of state with a commercial address in its inception the first day it's registered goes a long way to signify the legitimacy of an actual business underwriters you know they're looking to approve a credit extension or a loan to a business they're doing they're looking at google maps they're, they're doing a lot of different things these days that they have at their finish, fingertips for free. These companies don't even have to pay. Google Maps is free. And they know if it's your house, if you try to put suite B, and it's really apartment number B, it's a, it comes back as a residential, classified neighborhood. They know that stuff. So creating creating the company... And the the first address associated with that company name is an actual commercial address is one of the most solid foundations you can establish and build for creating a very, very robust business business credit file. And pretty quickly too. all of these factors come into play. Business has been around for a long time. Business credit existed before personal credit. So, it's something, you know, it's definitely something to think about. Um, the other ones I would give you, as far as, you know, vendors to establish, you know, your first couple uh, trade lines on the business credit report will be staples Uh, New Egg N E W E G G. They do like uh, electronics and office supplies and stuff like that. Uh, Sears Commercial One account and Sunbelt Rentals Net 15 account. The Sunbelt one, I think there's a personal guarantee required, so you may not want to do that because you know they don't want the social. If you got a CPM, you can slap it, but you know whatever. The Staples and Office Max for show. Sure. New Egg. You know, those, those ones for sure. So you got Staples, Office Max, New Egg. Right? You've got Sears Commercial One Account, Sunbelt Rentals, Net15, Pitney Bowes, Granger, Quill, Uline, MSC industrial supply veripack what is that it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine that's ten that's ten that's ten vendors right there yo now if you want to get more advanced you want to get more specific just you know book a consultation let's 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 talk about let's talk about you and your family business specifically you know, uh you can email me, admin at welcome to dot com or you can go to welcome to dot com and you know, there's a spot on the website to book a consultation. I'm, I'm down to assist you in setting up your family business or setting up your business. Down to assist you in establishing the family business credit or just the business credit, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the family, even though I heavily advocate for family. Inclusive video you
0: didn't so There it is Dunbar Street number
1: Business account with the cell phone commercial business address secure business card Get those Vendors Posting to The credit report of the business And if you're really serious You know From the inception From the first time From the first day you register the company Make sure that it is a Commercial address
0: Hopefully You know You were able to learn something new. This isn't the
1: first time that I've spoken about business credit, but each time, you know, I revisit a topic, I do my best to hit it from a different angle. And, you know, even if you've heard one of the other episodes with a similar subject, even if you listen to both of them, I'm looking for you to get something from each one of them. So, you know, I trust that I've done that. I'm going to go to the phone lines, as I said I would. I see a couple people with their hands up. If you have any questions, we're just talking about, let's talk about business credit, all right? Just, you know, let's stay let's stay on topic. So, let me see. First caller, man, it's been a while. 602-9705. Area code 602-9705, Peace. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: Hey, so, it's Albert Phoenix. Hey, peace, man. How you doing Thank man. Good to hear from you. You're doing good today. Appreciate your information and everything. Uh, the only question I got right now, man, is perfect timing. Uh, we just ran into a new um, customer that uh, we decided to take on and... Um, they requested the way that they do business is the net 15 and uh with the net 15 i wanted to know with that one if there is anything that we can do on the flip side since we're i guess performing or or we're providing a little bit of credit towards them 15 days of credit um, to help with our gun basket number or would that make us a lender or anything we could do on mm-hmm. our end um, would that help? Bill Burke
1: can Uh, say your question again, man. You kinda got muffled, I'm sorry.
2: So basically, uh, instead of us giving a line of credit from someone in that fifteen, we are now uh, providing that for customers to request. Um, can we boost our name back to number of or anything like that? And then do it that way.
1: You said you're, you're providing credit to a, uh, a client. Yes. And, and you want to know if there's a way to protect the business?
2: No, if, if we can file uh, that on Dun & Bradstreet to boost our business credit. Ooh. That we're providing that, we're providing that 15 for them.
1: I don't think so, I think it would only be beneficial for them for their for their business profile to show payments that they're paying their their credit extension on time okay I, yeah gotcha. I, think, I think we'll just go the other way um
2: yeah, that's what I was one thing that I can see that would help boost our credit that you know our lines of credit that we have our net fifteen to get our Product or parts or whatever uh, we need um, to be able to provide the service for them for their 15-day extension that they need or their net 15 that they need. But I haven't listened to that in the perfect time that you you had that on your show today. That was a question I had in the back of my head. That's that's the only question I got for today.
1: All right, man. Appreciate you calling in. But, yeah, I think it would be more Mm -hmm. beneficial for them versus for for y'all. Okay. Okay.
2: Well I appreciate that um, We'll catch up with you another time Thanks for thanks for being on man
1: No problem, thanks for calling in Have a great evening
2: Thank you brother, you too
1: Peace You know that was a good question, I've never gotten that question before In all honesty um, There was someone else With their hand up, it looked like they got disconnected They fell off And if there are no other questions, I am going to end the broadcast. I definitely want to say that, you know, um, business credit is what I feel everyone should be really pushing towards. You should be building your personal credit, whether it's through the social or CPN or whatever. I don't care. Hey, whatever. You should be building your personal credit in preparation to use that to build your business credit. Two reasons. Business credit. Has the capacity to be established much much further and beyond any individual credit profile, meaning you're going to be able to, with you know patience and consistency dedication and you know having a plan, you're going to be able to obtain much more um, credit with a business than you can with an individual. Unless, you know, the individual is a high net worth, you know, surgeon or, uh, you know, Joe Rogan or something like that, player. But much more uh, credit capacity available in businesses versus individuals and businesses live in perpetuity, which means they never die. They can be dissolved. They can be bankrupted. You know, they can be wound down. They can be wound up. They can be Um, administratively dissolved, but they don't die. So the ownership and control of the business can be passed on to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation after that. Some of the oldest businesses in the United States are controlled today by a subsequent generation Uh, Preceding generation of you know the the family or the generation that created these businesses they're 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 very very important for you know this from the standpoint of family wealth and it the only reason why not we're not taught about these things is because those who own businesses those who create businesses are more interested in us working for their businesses than starting our own so it's something to think about but you know whether or not you fully understand or fully cognizant of the benefits I suggest you know some of the things you got don't have to completely understand the benefits to do it you know so with that being said, you know, I appreciate y'all checking out the show five steps to build your family's business credit. This is the sequel to the previous show from a couple of weeks ago, five steps to start your family business. I'm 100 percent confident in your ability. If you need any assistance, you can book a consultation. Email me admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. It will be my pleasure to assist you in establishing your family business and subsequently establishing the credit for your family business, getting you set up on the correct, straight and narrow to be the most successful that you can possibly be. Because, you know, what we're doing is we're creating today for our future tomorrow. Not only the future tomorrow of ours, but the future tomorrow of those that we care about, our heirs, our children, our nieces, our nephews, our families, even, you know, our crew, our our peoples, our friends. So it's, uh, it's, it's all about what we do today that affects tomorrow. So with that being said, I appreciate you checking out the show five steps to build your family business credit. I think I got a PDF document on, on credit. I, yeah, you want the PDF document on credit? Email secretary at welcome to the Secretary, secretary at welcome to the dot Y'all email me, I'm ignore you. I'm ignore you. I ain't sending you nothing. You email the secretary, she'll take care of you. But yeah, you got got a business credit PDF document that we put together here at the foundation, send it to you for free. Why not? Just put in the Family business credit document from the show in the subject line. You don't even have to say hello, so how you doing? Thanks for the episodes. You don't have to say that. Don't even. You don't have to. Just put in show document, build your family, business credit, secretary at welcome to the foundation.com and you will be taking care. Appreciate you for checking out the show. You know, appreciate y'all being down for the foundation. I appreciate the new listeners, appreciate all the OG listeners, appreciate the listeners who've listened and have been down for every single episode that we've conducted here on High Frequency Radio Network with regards to the foundation. I trust y'all. to have a great week. I trust in you and I believe in you just so believe in yourself and there's nothing that you can't do you can't achieve. Y'all take care of yourself, make sure you enjoy yourself, take care of your family, you know, and take time out, man, you work, you, work, you give a lot of hours to a lot of different places, you give a lot of hours to the job, then you give, come home, you give hours to the TV, you know what I'm saying, to the networks, <laughs> you give hours to the kitchen, you know, you give, like, maybe you give hours to the children, you know, who knows, make some time for yourself, I, I think it's I think it's absolutely necessary. So y'all enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, make sure you say ten things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. It's important. My name is Salt so L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L and it has been my pleasure. Absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: So with that being said, once again, I catch y'all next week. Same
1: network, the hottest radio network on the planet, high frequency radio network. We'll be here next week, same time, and uh, I'll catch you then. Y'all have a have a luxurious time. Until then,
0: peace to the gods. going stand all the way live. High frequency radio.